Welcome to the TalkHouse podcast. I'm Elia Einhorn, and today I'm joined by... Nick Dawson, Editor-in-Chief of TalkHouse Film. On today's episode, we have Terrence Nance in conversation with Steve Ellison, better known as Flying Lotus. These are two guys who bridge the worlds of music and film. Flylo is best known for his music, and Terrence is best known for his filmmaking. Terrence, of course, is a, is a longtime contributor to the TalkHouse, and, and he and Steve, a.k.a. Flylo, have been buddies for years since they played music together at Sundance. And they've collaborated on a screenplay, and last week they sat down in a conference room in Midtown, and they had a pretty, pretty wild conversation. The occasion for the conversation, of course, is Flylo's debut film, Kuso, which I must say, right away, listeners, brace yourself, NSFW, you might have seen a Pitchfork article about this debating whether this was, in fact, George Clinton's butthole on screen or whether it was a prosthetic butthole. Yeah, there's a lot of buttholes in this film, a lot of penises. It's a film that's really, really out there. It's kind of pushing buttons and pushing envelopes and pushing things into other things in ways that people don't really like at all. And, and it's, uh, it's not for the, the faint of heart, but it is like kind of a remarkable film. It's sort of a really complete vision and, and really like wildly original and, and, and imaginative. It is. Nick, I'm waiting to see this in the theater. I want to see this on the big screen. I did watch the trailer. It's fucking insane. It is insane. And, and some of the stuff they talk about is pretty out there as well. I mean, they start off with a, story from Steve about him getting tested that, I mean, I kind of feel like I'm a little uncomfortable even saying more than that. But uncomfortable is the word. Uh, a little painful. But uh, they get into some stuff as well in this conversation, kind of more profound than you might expect. I mean, Terrence, as I said, has known Steve for years. He kind of identifies the, the thing about Kuso, which is it's this combination of base humor and transcendence. And I think that's like the really special thing about the film. And in a way, I think the confidence that he had to pull that off has only come recently. And he talks about sort of the doubts that he had and why it took him so long as somebody who went to film school. And Terrence talks about being a filmmaker who's a musician that hasn't made a record, despite having songs for 15 years. For 15 years. In fact, when Terrence started writing for the talk house three years ago, in his bio, it said, new record coming out this year. And that's still accurate that... Hopefully, it's going to come out this year. Listeners, buckle up for a talk that takes in quite a bit. You're going to hear about stabbing dicks. You're going to hear about scraping dicks. You're going to hear about a lot of things none of us ever thought we were going to hear about or maybe wanted to hear about. You're also going to hear about the guy's greatest fears. But we start with something fortunately not related to dicks. Specifically, the last time we did a podcast episode with Terrence, which was between him and Michelle Gondry. Oh, cool. How was that? It was strange. He talked about his uh, inability to have adult relationships. Oh. And he, he said that his, his uh, <laughs> this is terrible. His, he got his girlfriend at the time, like in the moment, pregnant. And then she told him in that moment, she doesn't love him anymore. And she was out. Damn. I know that girl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It was he was real broken up about it, like in the moment. And I was I bet. like, "Damn, that sucks." You uh, know that girl that actually like that happened to you? No, I mean I know the girl he's talking about. Archetype. <laughs> be terrible. What's up with you? What's your life like? Shit's cool, man. You know, like I never made a movie before. I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm out here 
Did you, you know, go to film school? But I, I ain't never made a movie before. Like yeah. this is like this is it's different, man. Like it know. is very. It's like I feel like it's like having a baby, a little bit. Yeah, I feel that. But only the bad parts, right? Like no, there's no like, I don't know, like the baby, kind of like giving you a kiss on the cheek or something like that. Like well, the baby soft made moments. me some money. <laughs> that's true the baby made me a little that's bread true. though you know and the baby is like how much <sighs> billions no come on <laughs> i made i made my money back though which is which is uh which is huge for me i didn't know what the hell was gonna happen you know yeah. i spent my own cash to make it so yeah but uh i mean that, that's to all, all everybody out there invest in yourself no <laughs> Not everybody. <laughs> don't ever. Not everybody. Don't tell everybody. No, no, no. It ain't for everybody. You know, like trust, trust the, the elements. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if the elements are saying that that's the right thing to do, then maybe. But don't. But was it like a, a decision where you like woke up one day and be like I'm about to spend all the money in my bank account <laughs> on this movie, or was it like you spent ten G's and you were like, all right, we got, go. and then like. Okay, I gotta spend ten more. It literally like stack up no, one unexpectedly. I, I, I worked on it a little bit, spent some money. I was like, okay, well that that's expensive. But if I need to make a movie, I could spend this much more. It'll hurt if I never get it back, but I won't die. Um, and that was kind of the jump. And I, I won't spend more than four hundred on it. You yeah, know, that was it. That's that's an I won't die amount of money. Yeah, yeah I ain't gonna die. I mean, you know. <laughs> um, but you, it would suck to not make it back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Got to do a lot of shows. Yeah, Maybe yeah exactly. Five yeah, yeah, in your yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. You know. Exactly. That was the plan. You know, I was yeah. saying to myself, like, shit, I'll just tour the movie. Yeah. If, you know, if I don't get distribution, I'll take it on the road, DJ every night, show the movie, blah, blah, make the money back that way. Mm. Hopefully. Uh, so you had a lot of faith that this was going to be like, like a Batman level hit based on the content. <laughs> 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 it is like fully accessible to middle America and things like oh, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, yeah. You, you, you sold it on that. That's cool. I was watching it the second time and I was like struck with how, you know, the first time I was kind of like, there's a lot of dicks getting stabbed in this movie. <laughs> and like, you know. <laughs> but like the second time, you're not so like alarmed by the dicks getting stabbed. Right. So like, you can watch it for plot more. Right, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was, like, surprised at how, like, plot-driven it is. Yeah, there's some plots in there. Yeah, it's not just dick-stabbing. <laughs> dick-stabbing compilation. Yeah, I, I feel uh, like that uh, needs to get out there. It's not just a dick-stabbing compilation. <laughs> it's about the fear of getting your dick stabbed. Yeah, I mean, goddamn, dude. Like, I remember, I remember um, the first time I ever got tested, they... Uh, for HIV? Just, you know, for STDs. When oh, okay. I was, you know, first time I ever got tested, they, uh, the, the doctor put the fucking thing in my dick hole. He, like, scraped, like, the inside of my dick hole with, like, a, a device. And I think because he, he was like, oh, yeah, you didn't, you didn't use a condom, huh? All right. Oh, you don't really get it. You know, you're not... I was like, oh, you you can actually just pee in something and get tested? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't think he was dude, testing you correctly. Dude, and I was, like, I was like, that's fucked up, man. That was a, like a good way to tease somebody some shit, you know? But uh, yeah, you know, that was how a, were you when that happened? Oh, man, I was 
you know, I was a teenager, you know? Damn. That's horrible. That's horrible. So you got your dick stabbed and is yeah. it by a doctor? Yeah. <laughs> you had a traumatic experience with that and, yeah. you, wrote, and you wrote a movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. They, they, uh, that was, that's fucked up. And, you know, they, some people get off on that shit. Yeah. You know? Do like, they? Yeah. Fingernail and the dick hole. That's the thing. That's the thing, man. Where'd you find that out? Pornhub, like everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's a fing- oh, take me through this though. So, like, you can get a fingernail in a dick hole. You can get more than a fingernail in a dick hole. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to know that. Yeah, man. You were- okay, they're out there, and that like turns the person sticking the thing. <laughs> So does that turn on the person who's who's doing the penetration or the person who's being penetrated? Both, with? probably. Both, yeah. yeah. One thing, I, I think the movie, again, on the second watch, well, I think on the first watch I noticed it, is I think it's the first time in movie history or maybe even the history of art where you have, like, this juxtaposition of, like, dick jokes, like, real base level kind of teenage is he has a boner and that's funny type of jokes and like everybody's farting all the time type yeah. of jokes with like transcendence sure yeah and like, <laughs> and like you know a kind of I guess pursuit of the sublime sure, that's yeah. very like sincere and the, those two things being next to each other seems natural Somehow, right? You know? Yeah, because <laughs> you know me. That's why. <laughs> yeah, like, I, that's, no, I don't that's think it's because like... I know you. Though. I think <laughs> no. I think it's because I think it. I did try and actually divorce that, that sure. from watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was just like that juxtaposition. I think maybe it might make people uncomfortable, but I, it kind of like made me feel good because it was just a nice balance. Thanks. You know, yeah, I, I was hoping that there would be some heart in it too, man. I really wanted people to to not just think of it as one sort of note you know i wanted to show people that you know it can still be fun you can still have those moments you know you don't have to take it so seriously but then you know just just a weird a weird balance but i think you just nailed it man that those two things are what i'm about man i'm i like you know stupid humor and transcendence (laughs) (laughs) basically yeah it's just so fortunate in that way in a certain way and I, i liked like it was also like this sincere sort of um, exploration of like what you need to do to get over shit you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're yeah. getting stabbed or um, breasts. Yeah. Are you afraid of breasts? No. No. No fear. <laughs> I'm not afraid no of fear. No fear it, of the motorboat. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be the worst fear to have. I think that was probably why, why, why we did it. What would you, what would you go in for? <laughs> that I'd be afraid of? Yeah. You oh, could, that's get, a good question. You get over your fear of something. Drinking some quiggle juice. Quiggle juice. What am I explicitly afraid of? Being 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 alone. Yeah. Being left. Um, so your trip would just be like endless void then. It'd yeah. Be like the void. Like not. I think losing a sense is a fear of mine. Oh, losing God. my hearing. Yeah, man, that's awful. I think about that sometimes too. That is horrible. You know, Lose, just losing. anything like you, you know, sight, hearing, whatever. Like. I even think about tinnitus. Like, if I had tinnitus, that'd be so What's awful. Tinnitus? So when you have that constant ringing in your ear. Wow. Like, some people have that. Wow. That shit would drive me insane. I think, though, you would find a way 
for it to work in the music somehow. Somebody made an album like that that has one, I think it was Dirty Projection, somebody, they had like one note going through the whole album. Mm. And it was interesting. It's like the own. It's kind of like that, you know? It could be a binaural beats even too, something Mm -hmm. like that where it's like something that they're trying to tune your mind to a frequency, a meditation frequency, you know? I don't know. Yeah, you find a way to use it. But yeah, I mean, I think that like the the idea of not being able to engage with a sense is related to the idea of being alone. Because it's just like another way that you experience other people or mm. the world. So like, it would just be another, you know, block to to community or, or togetherness or relate, relating. Mm. So Quiggles would have to... Take that away from that, me. That sense <laughs> shit, man. That's yeah, that is some shit. Well, he said that shit. That's my favorite part of the movie. Is when he gets up and he looks over at her. And he smiles back at Cookles. He's like, "My nigga." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I thought that was so dope to call George Clinton my nigga <laughs> in that moment too. It was like, yeah. And then my second, I mean, it's not my, I mean, it was the part that like stuck with me a long time. When he gets up and he goes, "You know, that's what you was doing. That shit right there." <laughs> That was that shit. That, that, that was shit. that dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it was like, you know, it was interesting. Even in language, how we take like nasty, like bad, you know, means good, or, you know, that's the shit, whatever. Like, how it like funky, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, you said, like, because there's so many dingle, dingleberries in the movie, but they're like, it's like they're talismans. It's like a magical, the dingleberries, the magical potion that'll bring your dad back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's really interesting to be like about like taking like excrement, you know, like the nasty shit. <laughs> but that's like the potion, you know? Yeah, man. Lifeblood. The lifeblood. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that, like, back to the plot-driven thing, is like, do you feel like when you were writing it, you connected all the dots to it? Because like, there's stuff I noticed where, I mean, obviously the architecture, the, there's an earthquake and everybody survived it, but the, like, connection between, you know, Mr. Quiggles and uh, the who's uh, Zach's character? What's his name? Let's call him Zach. Manuel is his Man- name. Manuel. Actually. <laughs> and like the abortion clinic, and then yeah. like she she is the you know the transcendental beings abort the baby for her. Yeah. Like was all that kind of because I remember when we were talking about it before. Spoiler. Shit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't fast forward to that part. But we were talking about it was just like a short at first. I remember you know I, I, yeah. I only read the script for the short, and it was like. When you expanded it all, did you kind of just do it to connect everything in one breath? Well, I I was I was really into the world of it first, so it, having that kind of setting the rules and the world and all that was so important and so fun. And then it was it became real easy to kind of come up with these ideas and stories around it. Um, but it was all kind of free form, man. I I really didn't uh, do the traditional kind of outlining scene card thing that they tell us to do but you know maybe next time but uh i didn't i didn't think that was my process because mm. it's not how i make music you know i never know what song i'm gonna make when i work on a song and i had to fucking sit with that you know i had to really like wait actually i ex- i'm an experiment 
experimental artist. I like to tinker with things and figure it out in, in the process. And you know, I, and I had to uh, learn that that's my process in film too, and not just music. How did that take shape though? When you actually like had to like call certain people yeah. to show up on a day? Like, yeah, sure. Well, as far as like the writing process and you know, um, yeah, obviously. It, you know, you need to have your costume things figured yeah, out yeah. and all that. But that was fun. That stuff is fun. Yeah. And uh, coming up with that shit is is, is awesome. Uh, little details or whatever. And yeah, those things need to be prepared. And all the prosthetics need to be prepared and all that. But uh, and, and, you know, I did have shot lists and things like that, storyboards, all that. I, did, I was prepared, but I did like to leave the room for okay, well, what if we get there and nothing is like how I wanted to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, what are we going to do then? Did and that I, happen? That Did happened. That? Yeah, that happened a bunch. And I wasn't, it didn't happen unless and, until I made room for it, but I was really into that idea that, you know, I don't have to be like 120% sure of what we're doing, you know, how it's going to work out. Because you know what? I have all these talented actors mm. and I have all this talented crew and all these people who actually care about what we're doing. We're going to figure it out together and mm. it'll be fun. I think there was like a, an anxiety that I had initially. Like I'll walk into a room, people look at me stupid because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Or like, oh, I'm the director. And I need to know everything and have a good answer for everybody. It was like, you know what? Fuck that. I've never done this before. Mm. Okay, I'm here. well, let's have a good time making this project. You know, and everyone can do the best of their own. You know, whatever you're good at, we'll get that to the fullest. You know, right yeah. now. Yeah. I try to just embrace that part of it. You know, and not worry so much. But you know, fuck. I talked myself out of making a movie for God knows how long. You as, yeah. as long as we've known each other. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like. I, you know, you spend so much time in your head, you know, and whatever. I was going to ask you, like, why it take you so long? It, it gets from a psychological perspective, what it be, it might also just been waiting for that money to land in the accounts before you could do it. Yeah, but I wouldn't it like, even say it was money. You know, money yeah. is never, it would never be a reason to not make a film or make some art mm-hmm. or whatever. It was just, I think, just not, <clears throat> just not believing that I could do it. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, not believing that, uh, not uh, like, because I didn't have my shit outlined and I didn't do it the scene card way. And I, I'd always have a reason why uh, we couldn't do it. You know, it's not the right time. I got to go on tour, this, that, whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's, it can happen. It really can happen. It's just like, I think, I think a lot of people spend time in, in this fucking hole of just, doubting yeah you know and that was me for a while with films and i think the best part of doing this one is just knowing that i could do another one or whatever you know like yeah, shit. and i feel like okay well i can approach it somewhat confidently you know and yeah see what happens you know people don't people don't realize i think that like, you have to be obsessed with this shit yeah you do you have to be so obsessed with it to make it happen, you know, like with music, with films, whatever, you have to be so obsessed, but I think even more so with films because there's there's so many elements against you already. Mm-hmm. You just have to be so driven and like just to to get a meeting, you know? And yeah. Um, so yeah, if you, yeah, that it's that, you know, I just didn't have, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready to like fully jump in maybe, I don't know. I'm surprised but, you said that because you, you are very, I mean, you, you started your music career, you was making a lot of like, not fully instrumental, but not featuring your voice type of music. Yeah, yeah. And then you 
you know, surprised. I remember when you first played me that stuff. I was like, who is that? The yeah. Captain Murphy stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it was a, before it was out, I couldn't have even imagined, you know, that you right. would make that move. Right. And it just sort of happened. So, like, I didn't think that you would be the type of person to kind of, like, self-doubt around left turns. But when I was watching it, I thought maybe it took so long because of, to me, how personal it seems around, like, connection with your parents or with the mm. idea of, like, Mothers and fathers. Yeah, maybe, maybe too, maybe. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, there's there's something to be said for life experience too. Mm -hmm. Having lived a little bit more and you feel like you need to say something, but I, I know a lot of it was just doubt. Yeah. You know, it's not like I never tried to write a screenplay before. You know, I, I it's not like I've never been on shoots before. It's like, I, it's just, I just wasn't ready. Yeah. You know, um, and guys, you never will be ready. <laughs> There's no such thing. It'll just happen or not, you know. How do you feel about all that? Like, how do you, you know, do you, I don't think people realize the uh, kind of sacrifices you have to make to really, yeah. to, to pursue any kind of art, yeah. artistic career. I think it's any, anything that doesn't have a um, roadmap. You know, if you go be a lawyer, you go get a JD. You apply to a law firm, you, you know, with the, with everything, whether it's kind of art or entrepreneurial stuff. Mm. There's no if there is a way to do it that that kind of gap gets closed up pretty quickly. Yeah, it does, and, yeah. You know, and then new trends, ways of, of the getting trends, it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of have to exist. And nothing on some level, you kind of can't be worried about that. Is for us, you know, you got to make the work. Yeah. And one time I realized, you know, I set up. I counted how many films I've made because I, somebody asked me how many times I worked with Sean, my DP, and it was like 28. Wow. And I was like, you know, between music videos, like how many times have I been on set with Sean? It was, you know, it was a lot. And in my body, I don't feel that 28 things have passed through me sure, in that yeah. way. And so I, I was really surprised that I didn't yeah. know you had 28 different I did, you know, you, ain't, you know, there's a lot of terrible ones that ain't nobody seen, but, <laughs> you know, but the idea that just how the volume of work it takes to even get to a point where you're kind of have any sort of like cachet or confidence in what you're doing or sure, like opportunities, yeah. it's like no, it's not one or two. Right. You know, it's right. not two or three. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not even 10. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that, that's obviously from a like, you know, just you practicing your craft perspective, a lot of it is that, but then also just how long it takes to start psychologically getting out of your own way. Yeah. And just like knowing yeah, that, yeah. that like, oh, no, I do, do I do this. Like, I know yeah. how to do it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm going through the same thing. Like, I'm trying to start I'm putting out some of my music soon. And oh, the self-doubt. Yeah, it's oh, like. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So it's like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That feeling that you're describing about like the insecurity, I'm in the midst of it and yeah. been in the midst of it for like the debt, you know, these songs are 15 years old. You know what I'm saying? So 15 years old? Bruh. Oh man. <laughs> a lot of me like you're I wrote. Sitting like, on some heaters know, or what, man? I mean, I got. Come on, bro. It's, uh, it's just. No SoundCloud, nothing? Nothing. Why? What's the problem? You know, the same reason. I think that like I had, first of all, my brothers are musicians. Yeah. And they're they're really well practiced, phenomenal musicians. And I think that like having carved my lane and what I do, I kind of define. Well, you have more than one brother. 
Yeah, you don't you don't know my older brother, but he he's he's a he's like opera. Oh yeah, uh, musical theater singer. Yeah, oh. yeah. So um, so yeah, you're the weird one who does the visuals. Yeah, yeah. So it was like you know you're always comparing yourself to people. It was really easy for me to compare myself to because mm-hmm. you know they're there and like. So I think that that I, I trip myself up psychologically by going through that process. And wow, that's crazy. 15-year-old like, songs. Yeah. That would drive me fucking crazy. <laughs> How could you possibly have a, a, a real opinion on it at this point anyway? What do you mean? I, if you've been working on a song for 15 years, it, you, you don't hear it anymore. No, it's not like that. It's not continu- I'm saying they were written 15 years ago. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, don't, I didn't work on it the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't heard it, like, yeah, continually. But, okay. But we mean like have a, like you can't judge know, it. Like, after right. like after I make some shit, you got like two years and I can't hear it no more. Usually, you know, mm. in my own, I don't know. I don't I don't listen to my music usually. Yeah, I'm not the same. I'm not. I'm the opposite. Yeah. Like I I think that I can endlessly tinker with one thing. Sure. Yeah. For 15 years. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with the music. Yeah. You know, but with the film stuff. I definitely never watch well, it's over. And I'm like, what was that? I don't remember. The beauty no. of music, though, is there's something to be said for the fuckery, you know, like the, the shit that's not perfect, the raw, yeah. you know, and, and the moment, too. You know, like that's why I think music was so attractive to me when I was in film school and shit. It was just because like, I could just, it could just be about right this second. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be about tomorrow, whatever. It's like, this is how I feel right now. And, Here's a little little journal entry. Mm-hmm. That's it, you know. But I don't know. I think uh, everyone. You don't think film can be like that? No, I can't. <laughs> I can't see it. Like it's like it's so. There's so many variables and moving parts mm-hmm. and people involved, and it, you know, with. Well, even though, I mean, think about like you know how you're talking about like some of the movie is like the the Photoshop animation type, mm-hmm. like puppet tool type stuff. Mm-hmm. So you don't think you could. Make films with like processes like that. It's, it takes too much time. Yeah, it's too much time, and I I think it's, you know, it's still, yeah. I don't know. Like the thing, it's hard. I don't know about you, but for me, it's hard to even come back to a song, uh, you know, the next month because energetically I'm different. I don't. Yeah. I it's hard to create from the same place that I was when I was working on this thing. And and even and it also fucks with me on the vocals too. Like mm. once I make a beat, sometimes it's like that's what I needed to say, and that was that's that, you mm. know. And I can't say nothing else, especially <laughs> like a month later or whatever. Like I don't, I don't know who that person was who made that, <laughs> you know. It, I don't mm. know, but that's yeah, crazy. We got our shit right. We got our process. I, I can see my, I can feel myself becoming that way strangely, but I think because I have a desire for uh, to bring that to filmmaking. Because I, I noticed, uh, I think Darren Aronofsky said once that after he made The Fountain, he wanted to make something, he made The Wrestler. I think he said something like he wanted to make a movie where there was more space between action and cut. Because like it, in The Fountain, it's all like, you know, real graphic and special effects and stuff. So it's like you get little real pieces specific. of stuff. Yeah, but real composed. Yeah. And wrestlers just performance and you just let it go, kind of more doc style. And that's where you can get into like the you know, 
the feeling like you're making something. Mm, like like more, that feeling you get when you're performing music or whatever. Sure, like, yeah. The more naturalist kind yeah. of thing. Well, just like you can get into a flow state, essentially. Mm. That's the beauty of shooting on HD, I think. I think, but he shot that film on film. Yeah, but he's got a budget. People like, <laughs> you know, he's got motherfuckers paying for Fine Lowe said, give him a budget, cuz, <laughs> so he could shoot long takes on film. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be hard. Goals, we need that. Yeah. But, but I really, I mean, I think that I want to do, I want to bring that process, that feeling like you, you can enter into a flow state like you can when you're making a beat or mm-hmm. when you're singing or whatever to the process of like, you can do it when you're writing, but like to the process of actually making the film. I felt like your your style is very much like that. Like with the film you made for your brother, uh, Swimming in Your Skin Again, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love that. I've seen it like four or five times, man. I really love that. Thank you. Thank and uh, you. This, the, the part that I love the most is like, I can't imagine how you would even direct that. You know, how do you even <laughs> direct that? It just felt so natural. You know, everything just felt so in the moment. I, I like to just, here's a script, action, and then kind of mold it down. Yeah, you have the elements and then. Yeah. As long as you get the elements, you'll be okay. All the space yeah. in between is free. Yeah, I've learned, I, <laughs> you know, that process, that film was really important to me because it let me know that it's okay to just not by the dogma that like working on a script for five years and revising it 30 times is going to make your movie good, Mm. you know, (laughs) or going to make it what you want it to be. Mm. Because it's like you can just operate like you would do with music, you know, put it down, and that's what it is, you know, and the energy of that moment right then is what it is. I felt that too in in mine as well, man. I I didn't want to spend too much time like, in like script world, tinkering too hard. If it felt right there, like we'll figure out the rest and making it and move mm-hmm. around, you know. But is that like kind of what you're saying too? Are you? Yeah, because I mean, I think what it is is like sometimes you like write a line of dialogue and you're like, that's a place that's silly. Mm-hmm. This happened to me on this film. I just got up. You know, we just finished shooting in Miami. Yes. Sir. Wait, you did that? Did what? Oh, yeah, the one I sent you? You did that? I did that shit. The whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it's oh, a, it's man. A, I mean, that's like the Rick oh, Ross Oh, my yeah. fucking God. That exists? That, it exists. Wow, it's in the can? <laughs> I can't believe that it's shit. in the can. I, I was, you know, people might see my movie and be like, what the fuck? But I read his script. I, I was like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> Are you fucking like what is this, dude? Like I'm saying that, all right. So maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, man. This is what we do it. This is what we do it. But yeah, so like I just wrote some, you know, what I thought was shitty dialogue, and literally forgot to go back and revise it because just didn't have the time. Mm-hmm. We get on set, the actors are like saying it and I'm about to cry. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's just like they just well I mean they they what I, I say that to say that like they took it and made gold out of it. Flipped it, huh? Because and I think that like I must still have some of that thing like, well if I don't really work hard on it, it must not be good. Mm-hmm. Or it must not be serving its purpose. But you know, it's a collaboration. Like so they come in and they bring all their energy to it. Yeah. And it becomes about that, you know? Yeah. 
and the the value of it, the kind of metaphysical value of it, gets pulled in that the space between what you put on the page and then like everything they brought to it. You know, all that work and energy, their whole life experience, everything is just in it, and like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not lonely guy in a room for a year, you know, like, yeah, it's just yeah. like, I'm going to make a masterpiece, you know, that type of shit. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's, it's important to realize though, right. That you can actually have people around you who give a shit and want to make it better or want to exactly. elevate everything, you know, like that. It's, it's easy to forget that, you know, it, um, I definitely had to, had to learn that too. You know, like there was a bunch of different crew members that got interchanged in the process of, mm. of making Kuso. And, you know, I didn't know in the beginning that, oh, you can actually have people who contribute ideas. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. No way. It doesn't have to be like, what we do it, Steve? Yeah, it we do always it. has yeah. to be like that. I, I'd love to hear some ideas, you know? I, yeah. I don't, they not, may, may not all be good, but I'd love to hear some ideas. Yeah, but, yeah. You know? I, I think it's also like, did you find that there's a certain kind of like I think a lot of filmmaking is like the curation process of who's yeah. around on the oh, day. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. how did how did you approach that? I didn't really understand it as well as I did until the end. I mean of course. Like that's <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, and now, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that it when it actually doesn't matter anymore. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah man I it's dope. That's what it is. It's like the biggest collab ever. It's like, it is, it felt, once I kind of made it feel close to what I do in music, you know, it was like, okay, well, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I can't play guitar, but I'll get this guitar player to do this bit over here. And then I get, you know, this drummer to play this thing over. It's the same, you know, I'll get this guy who's really good with the lights to, you know, do this with this guy who's really good with the miniatures. And once they meet, they're going to make this thing. And it's, it's dope to be able to do that, right? It's like, I don't know. Uh, there's there's definitely an art form to that, right? It's like knowing knowing how to get the right people and pull the best bits from them. Like who makes the best cum? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> who, makes, <laughs> now, who makes the best green cum? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who makes the best... 15-inch black dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me! <laughs> like, Steve, I'm going to make it the 15-inch black dick of all time. No, that's fantastic. But yeah, I mean, you just like, I think that, yeah, like finding, you know, like you the coach, you just sort of like, yo, I don't think, you know, maybe maybe you could do this. Mm-hmm. And it like brings, if, for me, it brought something else out of the community of artists that you work with. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that was really... I felt that too, man. I felt like a lot of us, they we just stepped out of our comfort zone to do this thing. And it was a lot of fun, you know? And a lot of people got to try things they always wanted to try. I, I made sure to be like, yo, well, let's make the one that you want to make this time. Let's make the the graphic look exactly like you want. This is your opportunity to make the puppet that you've always wanted to make. <laughs> like, let's let's go there. Let's do that shit. Do something that you're excited about, you know? It was, yeah. it was fun for that. Well, cool. I appreciate you. I appreciate yeah, this Appreciate movie. you too, man. Everybody come out. Yeah. Where can I see it? You can see it on uh, Shutter, the uh, streaming service. You can get it fucking free for like 30 days if you sign up. You know that whole deal. Sign up's like five sign bucks up, a month. man. Five Some dollars. dope shit on there. 
And, uh, you know, if you like horror, it's dope. And if you don't, you can also just rent the movie or on iTunes and Amazon. You rent, buy, whatever you want. But watch that movie. See it however you have to. I don't care. Fucking do whatever. Just watch Kuso. Also, if you don't think you like horror films, don't let that alienate you because it's really a family story. Then we can, we, yeah, we, we touched on a lot of, you know, family topics. A lot of family stuff in it. Family, family shit, yeah. If you're afraid of when you breastfeed, yeah, if you're afraid of titties, <laughs> if you're afraid of titties, it's for you, or maybe not for you. I don't maybe know. Maybe not. Maybe, yeah, no. Don't watch the movie, all right? <laughs> Thank you. But do watch the movie. Do watch Kuso. It really is quite something, and uh, I don't know. Is Alia, I, you're going to see it on the big screen? Nick, I will have seen it in theaters by the time this episode drops. Bro, this time-traveling nonsense is really fucking with my head. If this podcast is fucked with your head, in a good way, please rate and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Every time you do, it helps someone else find the podcast. Come visit us at Facebook. Twitter. Wait, you said at Facebook. That made you sound old. Are you old? (laughs) I'm really old. Let's not let this outro get old. It was not George Clinton's butthole. This film is not a documentary, despite what you may have read on Pitchfork. Later this week, on Thursday, we have an episode dropping with two SNL alumni. Taron Killam and Kyle Mooney recorded live at Sonos. It's a bit of a gem. You're a bit of a gem. So are you, buddy. I'm Elia Einhorn. I'm Nick Dawson. And behind the boards, we have Mark Yoshizumi. Thanks for listening. See you Thursday. Thursday.